0: This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Your Locked On Golden Knights. Your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez, and happy Friday to everybody, or I would say happy game seven. I don't know how happy we are going to be, but obvious, of course, the big news today is the game tonight uh, in T-Mobile, T-Mobile Arena. This is going to be the first game seven in T-Mobile Arena. Uh As you remember, there was a game seven last year and the Vegas were technically a home team, but it was in Edmonton uh, in the bubble. And the year before that, it was in San Jose as San Jose was the home team that year. I can't really, I don't, I don't have to say much on how big this game is going to be. This is the third game seven that the Golden Knights have played uh, in three years. And The momentum is all on Minnesota right now. They just won two in a row. They really came back from down three to one. And the Golden Knights really, really need this. I do have the confidence in the Golden Knights because I know the locker room is filled with really good leaders. And they've gone through this before this they've played a game 7 already twice uh last year they won but they still need to show up we cannot have another flat game like last game which i don't really think they played that badly uh the offense was non-existent obviously but a lot of cre- a lot of credit to go to minnesota to that for really stifling in the the, the offense another i keep harping i keep saying this every every game they need to start strong the golden knights need to start strong if they get that early lead as long as you don't let them answer right away the minnesota wild is going to be the one chasing the game you look what happened last game right if when the golden knights was the one chasing the game they had to really break their defensive structure and Breakouts and odd man rushes happen for Minnesota, and that's what we're trying to do. Every time a defensively sound team, a very, very good defensively sound team, has to chase the game, there they have to break, they're gonna play out of their game, out of their comfort zone. And the Golden Knights really need to assert their game into this do or die game in Game 7. Another big news that happened this morning that really got people talking is Cody Glass getting sent down to the AHL. He then played for the Henderson Silver Knights in, uh, in T-Mobile Arena as the Henderson Silver Knights was also facing an elimination game. They were down 1-0 in a best-of-three series against Bakersfield. I later found out, because I watch as, as, as much as I can the Silver Knights, uh, as you guys know, the Silver Knights actually were down a lot of players, uh, especially forwards. They didn't have Thomas Yurko, they didn't have Reed Duke, they didn't have uh, Lucas Alvinas tonight. They ran with 11 forwards and seven defensemen because they were short forwards. So I think mm-hmm. that's a reason for, that's one reason why Cody Glass was sent down. A lot of people were upset about him play. Go, Cody Glass played, in my opinion, played a really good game last, uh, on Wednesday night. I thought he generated a lot of offense, a lot of good chances, and played a two a really good two hundred foot game. Of course, you you a glaring a glaring exception was when he was defending the two on one against uh the, on that first goal, which I can't really put a lot to go on that on Cody Glass because he was making his playoff debut. He's a forward. Not much really you can really do there, but I thought he had a really good game. So a lot of people are upset on why Cody Glass got sent down. Hopefully this means one of noshek or Pachuretti is back, because hopefully it's Pachoretti. I I wouldn't mind Nosek, uh either, but hopefully it's Pachuretti, especially on this do or die game. Pachuretti, if he's ready, he, they're gonna play him. I, I can understand why they wouldn't play him in game fo- f- uh five or six because you want to get him as healthy as possible before you play him. But this is a very important game. So patcheretti, if he's ready, I think they're gonna play him. Uh Ryan Reeves and Braden McNabb is still not available. They got added to the COVID list. Uh well, McNabb was already in the COVID list uh Reeves was in the COVID list I think that's why he couldn't play last game uh in addition Payne Krebs was also in the list which I hope all three uh players are healthy and their families are healthy hopefully this is just a false positive and it's not a a big health issue going forward especially I don't want it to spread I'm pretty sure most of the team is vaccinated anyways but uh, Peyton Krebs, I didn't expect him to play anyways. Uh, he's still hurt. I don't expect him to return. So uh, availability wise, it's not a big deal. Uh, I think Peyton Krebs. I don't think I'm not sure if he's vaccinated or not. But I I just hope he's healthy, uh, especially when he comes out positive uh, for COVID. So the lineup tomorrow is going to be a real question mark because. If you cannot play Reeves, you cannot play uh, and Krebs, what are you going to do with your forwards? Are they going to play Cody Glass three games in a row? As Cody Glass played Wednesday and then he played tonight. And that, um, I mean, I'm recording this on Thursday. Uh, So Thursday night and then on Friday night. This is a guy that just came back from injury this uh, year. If they do play him, I don't know how much minutes he's going to get. He's going to be pretty tired. But if, like I said, if Reeves and, and Krebs are not available, so which I don't think Krebs is, who are they going to play as the 12 forward? They already, ha- uh, I don't know who their spares. I think Sik- uh, Sakura is still also in the AHL. Uh, Yurko is hurt. Uh, they or- they're already playing Patrick Brown. So it has to be either Patches or Nosek, right? So that's the big question going into tomorrow: was who is going to go in forward? Are they going to go with seven defensemen? Are they going to play Dylan Coughlin in in right wing again? That's a possibility. They've done it before, but I prefer them not to. This is a game seven. <laughs> you know, I, I playing a forward, a rookie forward on your right wing is not very ideal, and that's that's on management right there that's that's really on management i know injuries happen and covid happens but and it's just really unfortunate but it, it's it's very it's concerning you know but the the golden knights still i think is still the better team though i'm really uh, confident in that but it, the way hockey works sometimes is just you, you just don't know how the puck bounces and Hopefully, we get our good bounces today. I want to dig a bit deeper into this game, but first I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has 9 delicious flavors, including occasional limited time flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, and my personal favorite salted caramel. I'm just a caramel guy. I love caramel. And this one tastes so good. And it's healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, but only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar. A couple of them has 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, and only five grams of sugar. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and you get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. If you haven't tried any of the flavors, you can get the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked fifteen. You'll get fifteen percent off your first order. Use promo code locked fifteen off builtbar.com. So I the one thing I really want to see from this game is offense. Uh, this has been. Preach, this is what it's been talked about a lot, uh, is offense. I don't care where it comes from. The bottom six, top six, the defense. They need to score goals. That's been the Golden Knights script tonight. Every, for two playoffs now, really. Uh, you, You can even count the two games, or the last three games in the San Jose series in 2019. That's when they really stopped scoring. It's kind of frustrating watching this team unable to score in the playoffs, especially this year. They were third in the league in goals for. That that means the Golden Knights is capable of scoring goals. It's not like they're anemic during it's not like they're just a defensive team. The Golden Knights knows how to, knows how to score goals granted our top goal scorer Max Pacioretty still hasn't played a playoff game that's why i really <laughs> we really need him back and as i mentioned before Max Pacioretty if he's ready he's going to be in there and if he's in there that's going to move Alex Stuck back down to the third line or are they like are are they going to do it like the way Alex Stuck has played uh this postseason though He's played really good. Last last game, obviously, he didn't score, but he had his chances. He just needed, needed to finish it. He's been really a dominant force down there. And the way he plays, I think he does fit a little bit more in that third line to carry the third line. I think Max Pacioretty gets more benefit from playing with Mark Stone. Mark Stone can set up Max Pacioretty and With Max Pacioretty's shot, a lot of Mark Stone's great plays coming from the defense to the offense and setting up his players. Max Pacioretty is the best player we have to capitalize on those kinds of plays because of his very, very good finish. While Alex Stuck is the type of guy, type of player that can generate his own offense by himself. I don't think Max Pacioretty, maybe during his younger years, Uh, is able to do that but right now i really don't trust him to carry a line by himself you do have nick Wah and T.S. yanmark down there they're not that bad of a player i think yanmark during his time in the regular season with vegas was very disappointing but he has played pretty well he has three assists and can has carried pretty good uh four check and a, t- a two hundred foot game which uh he need like he just needs to finish uh shots or set up someone much better the golden knights overall like anybody needs to finish shots there their chances Kolasar is still being colosar like i I don't know what to say to Kolasar anymore I know that eventually he's gonna finish those chances because he's getting a lot of those. But I think it's just confidence, you know. He he got a few last night too. I mean, on Wednesday night too. I keep saying last night. It's it's Thursday. It's just in my head. But once the, the Golden Eyes finds their finish, they should be fine. And, and and credit to Cam Talbot. He has really taken over the series. He a few episodes ago. I was talking about. It was it was right after games. Three and four in Minnesota where the Golden Knights scored a pretty decent amount of goals. I I think it was three and then four goals. And I've said, hey, the Golden Knights got that monkey off their shoulders. And now the pressure is on Minnesota to score on Flurry. That's what I said, uh, like, I think about earlier this week. That's, That's what I said earlier this week. But now Minnesota flipped that over again. Cam Talbot has been great. And minnesota has been able to beat flurry and not all these goals are on flurry too flurry played phenomenally in games one and two he carried he had to carry the golden knights on his back for games one and two and we won those games because of flurry but if you ask flurry to keep having games like those that's a tough task it's not easy flurry has not played bad it's our it's 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 the Golden Knights having defensive lapses here and there, and and you can't blame like that happens sometimes. No no one can play a full perfect sixty minutes every single game. Mistakes happen, and I understand Flurry needs to make some of those saves, but like the 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 goals on Wednesday, there's not much Flurry can do about it. It's not on Flurry, and I've seen a few people on social media. Th- thinking hey they should put lenner in i i highly disagree this is this has been flurry series he's played all six games and he needs to finish it that that's that's just how it is if lenner plays next series like in games one or two i'm totally fine with that but if they switch now in this series this is where flurry has played all six i think it's a bad idea it's 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 a it's a mental thing right it's it's, it's a messaging thing. Like, if you do that, what are they saying? Are they saying that they don't trust Flurry anymore? So I, I think they're going to keep Flurry in. And I think Pete DeBoer doesn't have a choice on it. I think it's already settled. He made his choice. I mean, what I meant to say is he made his choice playing Flurry, Flurry in six straight games in the series. He made his choice. He's going to start in game seven. He didn't say it in his his presser. He never does. Uh, no one. He's not fooling anybody though. Everybody knows it's gonna be Flurry. But the Golden Knights just need to do better and give Flurry support, uh, goal support, really. That that's what's been lacking. The Golden Knights could have won game uh, game five if they had goal support. They just needed one goal to tie it and. They dominated that game. If the Golden Knights had tied that game, they would have won it because Minnesota couldn't do anything that game. And then in Game Five, they just needed—they just needed the first goal. They needed that first goal and the momentum swings in their favor. So, there's my point is nothing. The goal tending is not the issue here. It's the forwards. It's the offense. It's scoring goals, man. And the misfit line had their moments. On game game six on Wednesday, there was a, there was a really good chance by William Carlson, but th- that hit the post. And there was that one timer by Riley Smith, who he told he just missed missed the net. They they need to fi- they need to have their killer instinct and finish not just not just their goals, but the series. They need to have that mentality. And I I don't know what else i can say about it it is a very very important game what probably one of the biggest games in golden knights history you know the uh, the the game the other game sevens i don't feel like hold as much weight as this one because of the context the golden knights is a, was the second best team in the league this year and if you blow a 3-1 lead again after being the second best team in the league, that's just disappointing. That's, that's just, that's, that's, that's not good enough, you know? So they, they know the pressure is on them, and I don't know how they'll leave, live up to that pressure. They've been playing playoff hockey a lot and this team has experience. This team has leadership. I I, I, I think they'll pull it off, but we'll see tonight, right? So that's about that's all I can really say about the game tonight for the Golden Knights. It it is obviously a must-win game. It's game seven. You're thir- third in a row, right? You can't you can't do this again. You can't blow like they already they already won it they, they won last year and funnily enough there was a five-minute major that game too i wonder if there's going to be a five-minute major this uh, tonight's game too it's tradition i guess they killed it off last, like it's another demon i was talking I'm talking about this theme about killing demons you got to kill the minnesota demon that's been plaguing your franchise story for 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 years now they they're the winningest franchise against the golden knights you couldn't win in St. Paul. You did it twice, and now it's another Game Seven. You got that's just another demon to kill. The demon won't go away. Just, just keep killing it, right? Yeah, that's 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 the, that's the theme of these playoffs. It's killing the Golden Knights' demons. All right, I I, I want to move on because there was a game that just happened on Thursday night uh it's a big one for the henderson silver knights and i want to talk a little bit more about it uh it was a very good game actually uh well if you are a silver knights fan but i I want to move on to that but first uh let me tell you guys about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet in all sports action baseball season is in full swing so you can track all the actions of Bet online Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, and this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus or your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. So, there was another elimination game that just happened. The hopefully this mojo and this energy can translate to the Golden Knights. They play. They've held held. The Henderson Silver Knights also played in T-Mobile Arena. They were down one to zero in the best of three series. It was a win a winner go home scenario, and the Golden Knights came that ro- No, not the Golden Knights. The Silver Knights. Sorry, it's 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 it happens a lot. I don't. This this is what happens if you name the two teams too closely to each other. The Silver Knights roared with four goals in the first period, and it was it was. It was a really; those are really good goals. Dylan Sakura had two of them, and Jonas Ronberg has another two. Oh, this is just the first period, and I thought one of the goals, uh, one of the Jonas Ronberg goals, Cody Glass had a really great forecheck found, uh, Jonas Ronberg uh, in the middle of the ice, wide open, and he just sniped it. So hopefully this energy the silver knights i hope the golden knights are watching watch that game and and play the way the silver knights played with desperation and energy because the silver knights really controlled pretty pretty much the whole game there were times where bakersfield had some offensive pressure they did score three goals one of them was like Late in the third period where they had a power play and pulled their goalie. It was a six on four power play. That was their third goal. But what what I want, what I'm saying is the Golden Knights better watch this game and just grab this energy and come out roaring in the first period. But back to the game. The biggest concern that came out of this game, though, was the health of Paul Cotter. Uh, he got hit in the third period it looked really bad uh, his head just slammed into the glass and he stayed down for a few minutes and i hope he's he he's okay so now that the henderson silver knights has forced a game 3 it is going to be on saturday and it's going to be also be in t mobile arena so there's going to be three games well two games two do-or-die games in T-Mobile Arena in two days. Game seven for between the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights, and then game three between the Bakers- Bakersfield Condors and the Henderson Silver Knights. So it's very exciting for to be a hockey fan in the Las Vegas Valley. And to be honest with you, the, the crowd turnout for the Henderson game looks really good. I don't think they sold at full capacity in T-Mobile. I think they only sold lower bowl tickets because it is an AHL game. So I don't, I don't think they expected like I out of 12,000 people. I forgot how much, I think it was like 7,000. I think they said they had 7,000, which is a lot. So the, the Pacific division is going to be determined on Saturday. Hopefully that's not the last game in T-Mobile arena this season, uh, this year. Right, uh, this postseason. Hopefully, the Golden Knights can put it off, pull it off. They come out roaring in the first period and just take control of Minnesota. That's that's what I want them to do. Now, going back to that, like Cody Glass had a really good game again. He had two assists, and I thought he could have had more. He had two really beautiful setups. I remember the one for Listian where he hits the post, where the decision hits the post, and there was one by Mureshev who just whiffed on, on, the, on the shot, and it was a wide open net. I, I, I don't know how they're going to handle the lineups. Both Henderson and the Golden Knights are down players. Especially if Paul Cotter can't play next game, I don't know how what what Henderson's going to do. They're going to play with 10 for like the Golden Knights have done it before, but not the Silver Knights. Oh, although Jermaine Lowen, oh, that's going to be a story. Jermaine Lowen comes out out of his suspension next game. So they do have that body and Jermaine Lowen was suspended for against against Bakersfield. So that's going to be a really really uh crazy encounter there, right? But I can see the, I can see them call up Cody Glass tomorrow and then have him play for the Golden Knights because the Golden Knights need forwards. They need bodies. What are they gonna do? Right? It's it's the regular season. They I mean it's the postseason. They need to have their bodies. Yeah. I I'll be surprised if they play Dylan Coughlin tomorrow. If they if Pacharetti, if Thomas Snoschik, Ryan Reeves, and um Aiden Krebs can't go. Those are their inactives right now that they cannot play. Who are they going? Who's their 12th forward? It has to be Cody Glass, right? I I don't know. I will obviously we'll find out tomorrow. That's a big question going into tomorrow, man. But that's about it for me. Um, on Monday's episode is going to be interesting. Uh, it's either it's either going to be a preview. Against the Colorado Avalanche, even though we're going to play a game already by then. Because I think the I think game one of w- either w- Minnesota or Vegas against Colorado is on Sunday. But on Monday, it's either going to be a preview slash review of the Colorado Avalanche game. Or a preview of the offseason. Hopefully it's the Colorado game right Uh, hopefully we're talking about colorado on monday but just just, let's just hope the golden eyes can pull it off right so yeah uh that's about me i still don't know how to end a podcast so thank you thank you for listening